0: This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. Directv Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Set. <laughs> Hello. Hey, this is Polly. You're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And I'll be straight with you. Sometimes living well, often living well, means managing the downside, dealing with the downside. And this year, there's been some big-time downsides, unemployment and pandemic. And here in Oregon, it feels like the whole state has been on fire. I'm up in the suburbs near Portland, and we have been under a literal smoke ceiling. The uh, worst place for air quality in the world, which is saying something, in Oregon, where we have all these beautiful trees and mountains and the sea and the, the winds coming off the Pacific. And this week's been hard for a lot of families here, for all of us Oregonians and Californians and Washingtonians, and there have been Fires throughout the West, hurricanes in the South, political hostility, right? The pandemic, lots of things to work through. And I'll be straight with you, this week it caught up to me. And that doesn't concern me. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how to deal with the downside. Because life brings it, right? There are things that, that really catch us up, make us sad, make us feel deeply And I think that's okay. It's uncomfortable. I'm not saying I felt great about it. It's been uh, devastating to watch all these areas where I grew up on our family vacations and friends, houses, people losing their homes all over the state, entire cities threatened. And it's been really hard to not be able to leave the house for over a week. We have not been outside. We have not walked a dog. Even just taking the dog out is uh, really hard. It, it presses down on your chest. The smoke is so thick. You can feel it on your skin, the grit, hard to breathe. And so, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we get through these times? Because we've had plenty of them this year, and we're going to have plenty more. Life ebbs and flows. There are challenges and obstacles, and there are great times too. I'm really interested in what it takes to deal with the downside. How can we become aware to whatever we're feeling and work with it without getting stuck in it? Because this is not about suppression. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to look around and feel aimless and frustrated. That's part of the human experience. And emotions aren't to be suppressed. Emotions themselves are a biological reaction. They start in our nervous system and our brain, and and they send these messages to us. And then the feeling is what shows up, right? So the emotion will change. It'll give you the butterflies in your tummy and and that nervous energy or the tears. Those are hard to stop, but we can choose how we're feeling. And I would never choose against sadness. I'd never bet against despair. But I want to be aware of all that I'm feeling because, number one, that makes life richer. But we can also use those feelings to motivate us, motivate us to be safe, to stay safe, motivate us to connect with other people, to help others in need. With those feelings, we can really put them to work. And so this week, although I've been really uncomfortable and feeling really unhappy, I also have been curious, like, what is causing this. And what can I do with it? How can I make it through the day? Because the other part of this week is my daughter started her first year in high school from a desk in the corner of the living room. <laughs> my husband is still working at home. I work at home here. And I have big projects to and, and work responsibilities. We still have to get up in the morning and cook dinner and do all that stuff, right? We have to go on. And in meantime, we're, we're dealing with all this big feeling. And i want to know how to deal with that. I want to know how to talk about that with my daughter. and So I've been trying a few things this week that I'm going to share with you today. And these are things I've written about and studied over the years. I've interviewed uh, a lot of the top psychologists on emotion processing and experiencing. And so I want to share a few of the things that I deliberately did this week. To help myself and thinking they might work for you too, one or two of them or all of them. Give it a try and let me know. You can tweet me at PL Campbell or you can join my Facebook community at Polly Campbell Author and you can sign up for the newsletter there where we talk about more of this stuff as well. Because I think it's really important to keep the discussion going. And to really understand that these feelings, these emotions are part of what it means to be human. They add a texture to our life. So I don't want to get rid of them. I want to be aware of them. The other side of that, the flip side of that is I don't want to be stuck in them either. You know, I don't want to be stuck in despair and depression. I want to recognize it, understand the information it's giving me and move on toward a different direction because I think the sadness I've been feeling, I think the frustration I've been feeling is useful. It gives us cues to what we can do differently in our life or the way we need to connect with one another. So let's use our feelings, the big ones we're all having this year, and uh, use them to grow. And to reach out and to share. And uh, I think that can be useful to all of us. So here are things that I deliberately worked on this week to see how they'd work. And they showed up for me. When you establish these practices, then you revert to them during the bad times. They become part of your natural coping mechanism. and, And that's useful. It's nice to have that. So the first thing is nourish your body and your brain. We have to sleep. We have to eat healthy whole foods as well as the pizza and the cocktails at 5:30 okay i'm not telling you to leave out ice cream i'm just saying take care of the basics our bodies and brains cannot function without adequate sleep and we lose our ability to process and learn and grow and manage our emotions you've got to sleep you've got to put in the nourishing foods that your body needs to function leafy greens other fruits and vegetables Um, lean proteins, water, okay? Make sure you're giving your body what it needs to function. It's hard to ask a car to run up the hill when you haven't filled it with gas. So sleep and food and humor is part of this too and human connection. Zoom, reach out by text or phone call, I really think zooming and and phone are better research has showed that's a deeper connection we make, but I'm a big texter. So whatever it is, stay in contact with people because they need you too, right? So take care of the basics. Then become mindful. Mindfulness for me is really a mental break. And I think people make this too hard because we get caught up in doing it right. What mindfulness to me means is paying attention to the present moment and not judging it. And that's key. So when I was feeling really sad the other day, I just sat down and I'm like, what does is, what is this feel like right now? What is going on right now? And I, I noticed the texture of the couch on my legs. I noticed the heat around my neck because I was feeling stressed. I noticed the sounds of the news show running in our living room, which I then turned off because that does not help me. I noticed the sound of my daughter's music in her back room and the smell of the smoke in the air. Take a minute to become present to the moment. When we do that, when we root ourselves in our body and our environment without judging the thoughts that come through, we get a break because a lot of our fear and anxiety and stress and sadness comes from our projection of what might happen in the future or what has happened. When we become present, we drop all that. We can't worry about what has been. We can't worry about what might be. We become present to the now. And that gives me a mental break. That's a relief to not have to try and figure things out, to just be in the moment. Now, what's the moment Uncomfortable, yeah, a little bit. But I also understood very real that I was sitting there okay, that I was a person who could contribute something to others who were losing and feeling sad, that there was peace in this moment. So take time to become present And if you have thoughts rushing through, which you will, my thoughts never go away. Just notice them. Don't judge them. Don't think, oh, you're overreacting or you should be doing more or whatever it is. Just sit with them and say, "Ah, there it is. There it is. Sometimes it helps to become mindful um, to wash my hands. So if you want something more visceral, this is really an effective way to give yourself a mental break. Go to the sink, turn on the warm water and just really focus on washing your hands, what it feels like and smells like when you put the soap on, what it feels like when the water's coming down over your fingers, what it sounds like. That's a real nice way to become present and less stressed. Get creative, that's number three, get creative. Listen, in times of challenge, we have to become adaptive, more flexible thinkers. Now we've done this all year long We've been really effective in 2020 learning how to tailor our businesses to uh, conference calls and Zoom meetings and working remotely. We've become really effective with offering school and supporting our kids and our teachers. So no doubt we can become adaptive and flexible. And this is really just how creativity shows up for us. Right? It's, It's not just about painting and writing and sculpting and doing that kind of stuff. Creativity is really how we live our lives, how we adapt and flex to each situation, the sensory information we take in, the intellectual information we take in, and then we create it, we use it in a way that creates a new outcome for us or something that's satisfying or meaningful. Um, so think of yourself as creative. If you're a parent, you're for sure creative because we have to adapt day by day to whatever's going on with our kid in our home, right? So that requires some creativity. if you're if you run a business or work in one, you've been really creative in how you make the sale or uh, manage the difficult customers. So I think the big part of this today is just looking at yourself differently, creating a new narrative and recognizing that you are a creative person anyhow already it's who you are it's innate and now you have another tool to use to deal with the difficult feelings or the difficult circumstances we've faced this year or and we'll be facing in our life going forward right because life is not easy but pretty good we can manage it right we can learn from it and creativity is like a superpower to help you do that watch your language now um my daughter would tell you I'm not great at doing this and I do cuss and sometimes a well-placed cuss word is like super helpful. But when I'm talking about here and watch your language is don't talk in absolutes. It's really easy to feel overwhelmed when we're using language uh, to ourselves and to others. You know, those inner voices when they run away with us to keep us stuck. This will never happen. There's no way I can get through this. I can't do this. This is the worst year. You know, we're all posting these memes on Facebook and other social media about how 2020 can just go back where it comes from. Well, sure, it's not been great, but we're in it. So I'm really interested today about the language I can use to be resilient going forward. And if I wake up in the morning and say, oh, another day of smoke and fire, I can't do this. It's going to be a lot harder to do this. So I'm getting up. I'm like, all right, well, let's see what the day brings. I'm not all happy about it. I'm not saying, oh, this is great. We don't need to be Pollyannish about it, right? No fake optimism here or unfounded optimism. But there's a different experience when you say, oh, we have more smoke and fire today. Okay, I'll figure this out. Then, oh, there's nothing I can do. I hate this. I can't get through it. Do you hear it? Do you feel it in your body? Stay away from the absolute language. And along with that, understand that your feelings are going to change in about 90 seconds. Really, research shows us that our feelings and the emotional triggers that go through our biology change about every 90 seconds. So reach for something higher. The other day, I know I was feeling really depressed. I was trying to make sense of everything and I was feeling so heavy that I couldn't do more to help. And and I feel physically um, low and tired. The smoke really makes it hard to breathe and it makes you feel tired and headachy. So I was feeling sick anyhow. And I was sitting there, I'm like, I just feel so depressed. And I'm like, okay, but I don't need to stay depressed. So I wasn't going to go from feeling depressed to feeling euphoric in 20 seconds or 90 seconds, but I could go from feeling depressed to feeling, frustrated. And that's a little higher feeling. And I could work on that. And that slight feeling got me off the couch to actually do something constructive and positive. I cleaned my closet. Right? <laughs> I, I pushed through the procrastination I talked about a couple of weeks ago, and I cleaned the closet. And that gave me a small win. When we are making little incremental progress, we feel more satisfied and we feel better. And when we're feeling that, I I wasn't depressed anymore, right? I was feeling, oh, okay, I'm feeling a little satisfied now. By the end of the day, I felt better. So understand your feelings will change and take responsibility for some of those changes. If you're feeling deeply depressed and you have no desire to get out of bed and you can't see a way to do it, Call a therapist, call your doctor, call for help. It's okay. That is a clinical condition and there is help. It's highly treatable. But if you're just feeling mired in the day-to-day emotion and have no zest or, or you're feeling stuck, then choose for a little higher emotion, a little higher energy, deliberately stick to something that is a little better than where you're at now and then get up and take a positive action and you'll feel better. And along those lines another way of tapping into this is through kindness. There isn't enough sadness or worry in the world to change the circumstances we're facing. But when we feel better, when we feel more empowered, then we can take deliberate action to change things for someone we don't have to worry about helping everyone but if we're stuck in this place where we're going on and on about how miserable we are we can't help anyone so don't worry about helping everyone focus on helping someone acts of kindness ultimately touch five more people so if you're kind to one other person they're going to pay it forward they're going to feel better And unconsciously serve five more people in a better way with small acts of kindness. And that's gonna improve the lives of those five people, especially now we feel these ripples in such a profound way. We need each other to get through. Then those people go forward. And pretty soon, our small act of kindness has made a big difference of the world. And that's really what helped me get through this week to figure out special things I could make for dinner that my family would like, or to send a text, or to send um, some email notes to people I hadn't been in touch with to channel my sadness and my energy into a different direction, just maybe leave things a little bit better for someone else. Help me too, right? In some Eastern traditions, they say when you aren't feeling good or you're stuck in a rut or you're focused on how bad your life is, go out and sweep a neighbor's porch. The act of helping others Benefits both of us. Doing good gives us a helper's high, which means it physically releases biochemicals, endorphins and hormones that make us feel better in our body. And then it's easier to have more positive feelings going forward. And those acts of kindness absolutely help the people that you're giving to. It brings us all together. Try it. Be kind. Do a random act of kindness and see how you feel. And that brings us to gratitude. The one thing I stick to every day, no matter what's going on in the world. And the one thing that helped me out a lot this week was gratitude. Now, I don't think this means that you have to feel guilty for feeling sad. I don't think you have to feel guilty for having a house when others have lost theirs or being healthy when others have been ill. That's not your responsibility. You don't have to feel guilty for being in a better spot than others. And you can be aware that there's always someone else with a harder path, right? So in those moments where you're feeling sad, reach for that gratitude. And I did it all week long. Well, I'm very grateful that my home didn't burn. I'm very grateful that I have a home to be in. I'm grateful that I'm here with my family and my family is safe. I'm grateful for the cup of coffee in the morning that I have been dependent on to start my day. It doesn't have to get complicated. You don't have to feel guilty for having goodness in your life, but don't take it for granted. Notice it. And what that happens when we reach for gratitude is it lowers our blood pressure, it eases our stress response, it improves our health, and it makes us more available to support others. So that's a good thing all the way around. When you feel better, you do better. And that is what we need right now to help each other out. And along those lines, optimism. You know, things aren't going from bad to best overnight. And I'm not saying you shouldn't feel bad if you want, if that's what's showing up in your body. You know, this isn't about denying your feelings. I I think it's okay to be uncomfortable. I think it's important to feel the sadness. I think it's part of living in life. Optimism isn't always being positive all the time, but it's about knowing that even when things are bad, there are things you can do to make them a little better. And we've talked about a bunch of them on this show today, right? Reaching out through acts of kindness to others and and changing your language. And there are things that you can do, small actions each day, that will make you feel better and make the situation a little better. whatever one you find yourself in. So find something to look forward to, some action that will move you closer to where you want to be. Help another. In my case, get up and clean the closet. Sit down with your family at the table for dinner. Hearing what my daughter's thinking and what she's dealing with through Zoom school, it cracks me up and it's interesting. Sometimes we play card games after dinner to see who has to do the dishes. No, this doesn't put out the fires. This doesn't bring the rain we need. It doesn't ease the pandemic for families who are ill. It doesn't change the political situation, but it changes me in that moment. And when I have more clarity, when I'm feeling a little bit better, then I'm able to take other steps to stay healthy and be the mom my family needs be the writer that my clients need and that I want to be, and um, make positive change to others I touch in the world. Optimism isn't about feeling positive all the time. Pessimism isn't about feeling negative all the time. What it is is about recognizing that we have the power to make things a little better. We can deliberately choose an action and behave in an optimistic way. And finally, and I think this is an optimistic action, accept what is. Now, this is a toughie for me. It's a toughie for most people because acceptance isn't resignation. It isn't saying, "Okay, I love this. I love that uh, our entire forest is burning down and people have lost their homes. And I love that my daughter can't be in school because of a pandemic. Now, acceptance isn't liking what is. Wildfire doesn't give a rip whether we like it or not, though, right? Your opinion is not needed here. So our staying in this place of upset and wishing these moments of our life away doesn't, in fact, take it away, right? When we can settle in and see what is truly happening, though, in the world, then we can have greater peace and clarity, and we can be more focused so that we can manage things in a more proactive way. This is a more powerful position for me. If I'm in this fantasy saying, oh, I wish the fires hadn't happened, it doesn't mean they're not happening right now. What it does is it gets me stuck in this fantasy world where I can do nothing to actually help the firefighters or the people that need my help. Sitting here and saying, oh, I want my daughter to be in school. This is such a bummer. Yes, yes. It is a bummer, but it doesn't put her back in school. So I can accept what is. And what is, is she sitting in the corner of the living room right now doing her comp and lit assignment. That's what is. And when I see that, when I accept that that is what we're dealing with today, I can go out and I can support her. I can make her a fun little desk to sit at. I can ask her how her studies are going. I can help her stay on track, right? So accepting isn't just saying, well, that's the way it is. It's nothing I can do. Acceptance is seeing what truly is, so then we can act with clarity and choose deliberate behaviors that can help us cope with it. This is an easier place for me to be. I don't have to judge a situation. I don't have to say, Zoom school is bad or good, teachers are bad or good. I don't have to get into that dialogue with myself or others. I can just say, okay, well, here's what we're dealing with. Here's the situation. And that clarity then helps me choose more optimistic action if I want. Like, okay, how can we deal with this? If this is what is, how can I deal with it better? And that feels better to me. That feels like a place of power, right? Where I'm in charge, where I can deliberately choose actions to help my life and help the lives of the people around me and make an important difference in the world. This is where resilience resides. And if nothing else, we need a ton of that, right? So do something that feels good, something that eases your stress every day. If you are having air quality problems, go easy. Do what works for your body and take 10 minutes uh, to stretch or to meditate or to work out in the house or read a thriller book, watch a football game, have sex, cook a new recipe, right? Do something that helps you feel good and takes care of your brain and your body during this time. Simply start, choose one of the tips today, that we went through and give it a try see how it works for you nourish your body and your brain become mindful practice by washing your hands and tuning into all your senses get creative or notice your creativity watch your language don't talk in absolutes understand that in about 90 seconds your emotions and feelings will change pay attention to them act kindly give thanks Express gratitude I do this in a list in the morning before my day starts and I do it in my mind at night And we also do it at the dinner table. We call it goodness. What's your goodness for the day? What's something you're grateful? We all go around and share that Act optimistically. Remember you don't have to feel positive to behave optimistically Do something that's going to move you more in the direction you want to go These don't have to be big things. This could be eating a salad for lunch instead of junking out on chips, right? Right Act optimistically and accept what is. You don't have to like it. You don't have to have any opinion about it to really acknowledge what is, what is true for now, and that will help free you up to take deliberate action to deal with it. So simply start, choose one of these tips and give it a go. Try it today, try it right now. Let me know what you choose. Let me know how it shows up for you. And if you pick something that feels possible for the day, keep it up for a week or for a month and you'll see it becoming a habit, a default practice that you can fall back on. During the good, it will really kick in and enhance your experience and during the bad, it'll keep you going. I'm using a lot of these right now. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. And today it's a practice and an item. You know, this is where I talk about my favorite things, little tricks and hacks and things that make me happy and make me feel good and, and help me keep on and live deliberately. And today I want you to go pick up a rock. Maybe you have a touchstone somewhere in your house, a a little charm or something smooth. Maybe you can safely just step outside your house when you're taking the dog out and pick up a little piece of gravel that you like the shape of or a river rock that you see somewhere. Pick up a, a small stone or charm, something you can keep on your nightstand or on your counter or in your pocket. And I want you to assign that rock an action. So maybe that's your gratitude rock or your goodness rock. Maybe that's an optimism rock. Maybe that's your mindfulness rock. And every time you touch that rock or you see that, I want you to give in to the practice of the day, the practice you've assigned it. So if you have an optimism rock, when you see that rock or touch it in your pocket, you'll choose one optimistic action. And gratitude might be your optimistic action, or getting up and doing the dishes to improve the the cleanliness of your house might be your optimistic action, or texting a friend might be that, right? Connecting. Connection could be another rock. So find a rock or a charm or some, some touchstone you have that you can fit easily on your nightstand or in your pocket, hold in your hand something that feels good, assign it an action or a name, and... Use it for the next week to remind you who you are. You are creative or you are optimistic or you are mindful or you are kind. Assign your rock a job and a name and then use it to trigger your actions, your positive actions. Because we are all of these things. We are sadness and despair and depression and boredom. We're also gratitude and joy and love energy, right? We can hold all these complex things at one time, no matter what we're facing. That's why we are so resilient, because we can flex and adapt and move. And right now, we're being called on to do that in a big way. We have to deal with the downside, because there are plenty of them smacking us around in our face right now. But there always are, Right, Life is full of ups and downs and that provides the contrast and the texture. So we can fully appreciate the goodness that comes. You know, it's only in the darkness that we go looking for the light, right? And if we didn't have both, we wouldn't notice either one. So I think this is an opportunity for us. And uh, we've heard a lot of people talking about how long 2020 has felt. For sure, we've had to adjust and adapt all along the way hasn't been easy, but we have done it. We have done it. So let's focus on that. Let's focus on feeling and dealing and managing together. And use some of these tips not to suppress your feelings, but to deal with them, to understand the downsides of life and to know that we can get through. Let me know what you're up to. How are you expressing your resilience? How are you dealing with the ups and downs? You can share your ideas with me on Twitter, at PL Campbell, and on Facebook, Polly Campbell Author, where you can also sign up for the Simply Said newsletter. And hey, remember, we can deal with the downside and there are plenty of upsides to come. So hang in there. Thanks for being with me today. I think when we try a few of the tips we covered in today's show, and remember to stand in our strength and resilience, that we can all live well, do good, and be happy.